Hello, everyone, and welcome to Space Junk, a weekly podcast dedicated to the amazing hobby of amateur astronomy. Each week, we'll bring you interesting and fun discussions with an eye towards providing you with the latest information and advice on the tools, gadgets, software, and techniques for maximizing your enjoyment of the night sky. Your hosts are Tony Darnell from DeepAstronomy.Space and Dustin Gibson from OPT Telescopes, a world leader in telescopes and accessories. Well, oh yeah, I like to, I like to study. I still like to study a lot. So when I started, uh, well, I have a very long passion in astronomy, of course. I started when I was 15. I still remember my first view of the moon that I had from my house with a very small and creepy telescope right. that I still have in front of my eyes. Okay. Did you say so, a small and creepy telescope? Uh, sorry, I, I I did something wrong. No, uh, no. Uh, no, no, no. Okay. No. no. So, so you you got your PhD in um, in geology. Yeah. Was it was there any astro relation? Like, were you wanting to do geology of the moon? Yeah, or? that's exactly what I, okay. I try to study still now. But sure. actually, I really have no time to do that. I wrote a small book about uh, geology of the moon. Mm -hmm. Oh, I really I have that passion. I think that this makes my uh, astronomy with geology passion. Sure. Yeah. And it was... Okay. I just want to say, before we get too far, I, our guest today is Filippo Radaschia, and he is the owner and founder of yeah. Prima Duce Labs in Venice, Italy. I just wanted to make sure we said that before we got too far into the rabbit hole. Yeah, let's just dive right in, Filippo. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to OPT, first off. Thank you very much. I'm so excited to be here. Would you travel? Yeah, 6, I should say you're, you guys are, oh, yeah. you guys, I, you <laughs> guys are together. Drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a long drive. Uh, it's uh, quite difficult to reach here with my car, but it's okay. It is. It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you hiked the whole way, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, all the way from Italy, Venice. Venice is beautiful, Ooh, by yeah. the way. Yeah, Venice. it's a beautiful place. I absolutely I, love Venice. They have big problem with waters. They have to what, cover. You mean that yeah, it's with, kind of well, like it's floating it's in water. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so, <laughs> but it's a beautiful place, really. Especially if you go to Venice, right. you have to be sure to go to the small islands that are all around Venice. Mm -hmm. You may find Burano, Murano. These are right. the places where all the people makes the uh, the glass. Mm -hmm. Oh, they are great. And you can see beautiful things over there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's uh, also like the fashion capital of the world out there, right? Isn't it? Yeah. Well, sometimes it's also Milan where they have the fashion. Yeah. But we are quite close to that. Is that yeah. part of yeah, Italy? Yeah, because Milan is still northern Italy. It's still north. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, right. We are in the part of Italy that is well known for a very strong labor. Mm -hmm. A lot of companies that want sure. to create new things. Southern part of Italy is well known for being a great place to have vacation, fun time. Cultural yeah. centers, right? Also like cultural, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. You know, unlike uh, Tony here, I'm not much of a fashionista. I don't. This is this is what I wear every <laughs> single day, yeah. right? I look so, like you closely, yeah. actually. Oh, you look good. With, with a red shirt. You look so good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, a 6,000-mile journey for you to be here in the studio. Welcome. Well, Glad to have you here Thank at you OPT. very much. Thanks. So yeah. It's good to have you on a podcast, too. 
Yeah, yeah. definitely. Let's talk about Prima Lucha Lab because you, this company, I mean, you guys are exploding. You're doing yeah. big things, especially with the Eagle and you're doing radio astronomy. Yeah. Let's talk about some of this. So, so what got you into that? Because it really started with radio astronomy, right? Yeah. Well, it was started with an idea. I remember to find myself in a star party, mm -hmm. and I was hearing for someone else talking about how to get signal from a submarine. Okay. Okay. And this catched me my attention, and I said, "Okay, maybe can we get radio wave from other object? I don't know." Right. So I started studying, reading books, and I found myself deeply in reading and studying this very technical book that were simply written for people studying, okay? Sure. Students, universities, pr professional people. Okay. And then I said, okay, what's I, I, I like to do that, but can I buy a radio telescope? So I went to Amazon, the type radio telescope, there was nothing. Then I Googled it, and there was nothing. Parts, there was someone that uh, was trying to make something, but you can't really see the, uh, the, the result. Okay, I was not able to see any result. Like now, you have a customer comes to you. You say, "Okay, look at this picture. This is this telescope. You can take this picture." Okay, that's very easy. They perfectly understand what they can do. Sure. In radio astronomy, was simply blank. Right. Okay. So there is nothing. So I said, maybe here we can uh, do something in order to improve this thing. So I would like to create the radio telescope that you can buy as a normal telescope. And that was 11 years ago, so wow. a long time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're beautiful telescopes. I've seen them. Yeah, they, they are beautiful telescopes. See them at the shows and when you bring them in. And um, they are something that people can use in a backyard. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's not, it's not what you think. Like, you know, I think okay. when people... Go ahead. Hang on. I just got to, this is blowing my mind here. You guys are building a radio telescope that just anyone can buy and operate from their own backyard. Absolutely. Yes. I did not know. That is astonishing. That, oh, what, what, yeah. so what wave, what wavelengths uh, are you look, are these telescopes designed uh, for? Actually for the 21 centimeter is 14, 20 megahertz. And uh, uh, this is designed to work in this frequency because you get the best of uh, sky transmission, okay? So you can work with the radio telescope also in cloudy conditions. Yeah. So daytime, as a normal radio telescope, also when it's cloudy, right. okay? So we developed wow. the, all the technologies that allow you we to have a, a computerized mount but completely weatherproof. So you can install the radio telescope outside in your backyard. And you can simply listen for space, okay, any time you want. Huh. Cover, can you give cloudy. it to me? I could probably do the math, but not right now. The, the 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 can you give it to me in wavelengths? Is it like submillimeter? Uh, oh, it's or centimeter. It's centimeter. Centimeter. Okay, so yeah. centimeter length. So you could conceivably then see objects at the center of our galaxy because of the uh, wavelengths being allowed to go through that, the, dust, that's, the gas that's and dust. That's correct. That's correct. Okay. Yep, yep. Wow. With the radio telescope that we developed, we got we, we, we are able to make radio maps. We like to say, I like to say, since I'm, I'm an astrophotographer, I like sure. to say that is radio astrophotography. Right. So this al allow you to take a, a radio map, so a picture in radio wavelength of Taurus A in radio is M1. Yeah. So I yeah, was being able right. to make the a, a a, a map. Yeah, that's right. That's perfect. And you have a lot of objects 
you can measure the hydrogen line. You can really see the hydrogen line in real time. So you can detect that and you can measure the Doppler reflect of the hydrogen line. So there's a lot of things that you can really do with the radio telescope. This time with a kit, with a yeah. product that is an all-in-one. <laughs> so you don't need to build parts or make right. it work. Try to, you just need to you install. Yeah. And then it works. Unbelievable. Well, this, this is one of those times I really wish we had. We weren't a, just an audio only medium. I'd love to see a picture. Can you describe for us the visually what this <laughs> thing looks like? Yeah, we have. Uh, you see, it, when I say uh, we, we produce radio telescopes that are compact, mm -hmm. it's compact. Yeah. It's not really compact. <laughs> yeah, in quotes. Okay? In quotes <laughs> yeah, yeah, in quotes. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Well, it's, we are starting from 2.meter diameter up to 5 meters, okay? Is it a dish it, or well, just an, a kind of array? It's okay. a dish. Uh, this is... So somewhere between 6 feet and, what, 15 feet. There you go. Yeah, okay. that's big. 15 feet. And uh, this is the first part because now we are developing all the technology that allow us to create an array of radio telescopes. Yeah, wow. So people will allow to start buying one and then add others. And this will synthesize a bigger antenna yeah. to have a, the same resolution that you have in astrophotography, for example. Tony so is in Florida. Tony yeah, is yeah, an interferometer right now. He just I am. This it. is well, I, I this tell. is something I can imagine people doing some really good science with, and of course, anything right. like that yeah. really gets me hyped. And I, you know, imagine, folks, we're you know, most of us who study astronomy know about things like all, the Alma Telescope in Chile. We know about the Very Large yeah. Array in Socorro, New Mexico. These are all groups of radio telescopes, and you're. Now, and I'm sorry, but this is incredible to me. Now, this is something that can be brought to the average person. Yep. That's for the first time available to public. Yeah, oh, that's astonishing. And are are people? I mean, are they selling well? Are you? Are you? Are yeah, you? Yeah, we making... are in selling and installing really worldwide. I have to be in Dubai in two three two weeks time. I have to install an five meter in Scotland. I have to go to South, South Africa. We are really moving worldwide and meeting new people right. that start in radio astronomy and say, okay, I have now I have an, an optical telescope, but I can't use that in daytime. Mm -hmm. And these are mostly universities. And who and cares about light you, pollution either? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So and we develop also all the technology that are needed in order to use in front of your university. So you don't have to be in the desert in order to use that. Mm -hmm. You can use that in front of your house, technically. So it's quite easy to install, very easy to use. It has a nice software interface. So it's not too technical. If you want to study, you can do deep into radio astronomy and you can do science with that, of course. But it has everything that has been developed in order to be very easy. Okay? Right. And so it's kind of, um, I mean, you're a problem-solving company, right? So 11 yeah. years ago, you see that this isn't available to the public, so you just make it. Yeah. And then you make it available yeah. to the public. And then you were telling me before we jumped on here that you, you found another problem that you solved by going, you said you drove two hours out into, because uh, yeah. you have to go to the Alps, right? Just to yeah. do your imaging yeah. Yeah. to get away from, you know, the city and, and the bad conditions. Yeah. So to tell, tell that story. Oh, that, that was fun because I always, I've been an astrophotographer for many years. Okay? Sure. So I started 15. 
So I, I had all the, uh, I stepped from the film astrophotography now to digital. Okay. So I have long experience on that. Sure. But what happened is that we had me and the, the designer of Prima Luce Lab, that is Omar, Omar Kaut. Mm-hmm. And he, we were, we had a huge rich Cretien telescope with a huge mount. And we had two computers, uh, table seats, a tent, big, huge batteries, bunch of cable. And it was very difficult to, to install, to go in the field. We had to go up in the Alps, two hours to reach a good quality sky. Okay, two hours to install everything. And one night we forgot one cable. Done. Everybody's done it too. Ah, yeah, we've all been I there. Said, yeah. I said, Omar, we have to improve this thing right. because it's it's not something that can happen. I mean, astronomy and most important, astrophotography is. I know that is not easy, and we have to improve this thing because now we are doing something that seems like impossible, not difficult. Okay. Right. So you can't simply drive drive the car two hours in the mountain, then spend two hours to prepare everything, and then nothing at all because one USB cable is missing or failing or whatever it happens. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we need to change this thing, and this what happened. And from this, it was the eagle. The eagle was developed with this idea. You have your computer in your telescope, so with the cables always connected, solving a lot of problems, and you forget about your computer because you can control from your car, you can stay warm and the telescope is outside. You can stay in your house and the telescope is in your backyard. And everything works. So describe the Eagle then. What is the Eagle? The Eagle is the first computer that is specifically developed for astrophotography. And it's not only a computer. So we embedded a powerful desktop class computer with a USB hub, with a power distribution system, with the dual heater controller, and everything is Wi-Fi operated. Okay, and the, all of this technology are included in one single box that you simply plug in your telescope and you convert any telescope into a remotely operated telescope. Yeah, because it it has you can power cycle. Each yep. independent USB, right? So if yep. something were to get fidgety, you could just cycle the power to yep. that. Yeah. And um, this is very, very small. I don't know that, yeah. that you know, when you describe it, it's, it's hard to, it's still like a computer, like I have to attach a computer to my telescope, but yeah. it's a very, very small box. Yeah. 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 And um, so. And it's red. <laughs> it looks <laughs> That's very important. It, yes. It looks good. It does. It's um, actually all the, the Prima Lucha stuff, you know, that they definitely share that Italian design, right? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We, very, very we take nice. care really of the right. design of that. It's yeah. a matter of, I think when you have to design something, mm-hmm. you spend, you, it costs you the same money to do bad or very well designed. Sure. Okay. Because you have to mash in that something. So it's not a matter of... Uh, cost of the of construction cost is a matter of keeping attention to every single small detail mm-hmm. that can make the difference to people sure so having a great design let you enjoy more your telescope and this makes your hobby enjoyable even more why not 
so I have a couple questions. Uh, what sort? So this is a computer that is designed to connect and interface with your telescope, so that you can eliminate a lot of the cables and, and whatnot that that a lot of all this uh, equipment needs. What um, what operating system does? Did you have to write an operating system or what? Does... No, it's it it has a Windows Ten Enterprise built in. Oh, so, so it's, it's on, like so it's a Windows machine. Yeah, it's a Windows machine deeply integrated with a user interface that allows you to connect all your devices, turn on and off power, turn on and off USB, check for power consumption, check for battery life, check for remote connection. You check for everything, but you have your software that you like to have in order to make astrophotography. So and you so can I install... Yeah, please. I, I was just, I, I'm just thinking, I, so I can sit in my car with my laptop with a yeah. heater running <laughs> and yeah. uh, I, I just connect via Wi-Fi and then I run some yeah. software to control it. Is that how it works? Any software you like. You oh. may have uh, the Sky Sequence Generator Pro, yeah, Prisma, anything, anything oh, that is so already no... in the market. Okay. Oh, okay. And you, you have it remotely. Okay, I thought yeah, you were writing your own software, so it sounds no, like no. It, it runs Windows, it right? It runs so, Windows. So you anything can, that's Windows. Yeah, it's like having, instead of having a laptop, you think about, you have a laptop right now, okay? So you forget about all the difficult parts of having a laptop in the field. You have to power it. You have a screen that can break in the cold condition. You have a, a, also a keyboard that can break in cold condition, and you have a problem with you in, in using the telescope. So you remove all these parts that we don't need uh, for astronomy, and you put only your motherboard, deeply integrated with power ports, the USB hub, everything is one single box that goes into your telescope. And you will see the picture in real time on any smartphone, tablet, computer. I'm a Mac user, so... I can't simply do astrophotography with my Mac. Right. There is a few software, yeah, so a driver. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. How can you do? I, ha I have my laptop with me, mm -hmm. and then I open it, and I see the Eagle interface remotely. Right. So it's the same thing I do. So in my remote observatories, I have the Windows computers so that it can run ASCOM drivers. Yeah. But I use my Macs, as you can see right here, even for this, I'm using the Mac. I use my Macs to log into that. And there so, you go. There yeah. you go. So you mirror the desktop that you have in your Eagle, okay? And you mirror remotely wherever you are. I mean, you can be really in your in your house and your telescope is in your backyard. But this can be also a remotely operated with, via internet yeah. telescope. So it's, it's very easy. And it's all in one box. Easy to use and working, so you don't have to care to 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 work on IT devices in order to make it work. Uh, it it was, works. It was a great idea, and honest, we get called I'll every say. single day. We get calls every single day about this product because you offer several different options. Yeah, you know, basically, it's like the um, how. Uh, how powerful is the computer is really what your the different options are, right? Yeah. So yeah. you have less expensive ones if it's just something you don't need to be. Hey, for instance, if you're not going to do heavy processing on it, then you yeah. might not need the top end yeah. and you can save some money and get something that's just, it still has all the features, yeah. but um, yeah, it's uh, it's an incredible idea. Well, the high-end ego are so powerful that it, there is e people that uh, looks at movies during picturing. So it's... Uh, <laughs> so while they have, they're imaging, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. watching they're movies. Watching they watch movies, so it's, <laughs> why not? I mean, it's, you can do that. Wow. Well, usually was born for 
Uh, the high-end models are most uh, used also for planetary imaging, where you need a lot of power and mm. SSD storage yeah, right. to create these big video files. And it allows you to be very fast also in special application where you need a lot of power. Auto-focusing with V-curve on many stars at the same time, uh, plate solving. So the, the, the fastest model helps you to get more for your time. Mm -hmm. But the good thing is that all the eagle share the same uh, features. Right. And you get also with the basic eagle the greatest feature of the top one, okay? Mm -hmm. And uh, the basic version of the eagle has enough power to run any astrophotography capturing software. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, this really was a great idea and great execution. I mean, your products are... I mean, they just, they feel good. Like taking them out, you can tell they're very, very well built. And um, I've never heard a complaint about one. And there Thank aren't, you. yeah, there aren't many brands that, that can claim that. But I've never once heard a complaint about a Prima Luce product. And you have new products coming out. Yeah, yeah. We, well, we, we just presented the Esatto. It's the new Micrometric Focuser. We like joking with, with the names. Uh -huh. Okay, so we have, uh, the Eagle is, uh, that's the fun. That's a, the story. Uh, we have a, the most innovative product. We give the name of the spiders, uh, oh, sorry, of the lambs that landed on the moon. Okay, so the radio telescope is the spider. Okay, okay. The uh, the computer is the eagle. Mm -hmm. I don't think I will call the next one Snoopy because there's a Snoopy. <laughs> I can really hard to imagine a product that astrophotography product called Snoopy, but <laughs> maybe it's the next in line, I think. Mm -hmm. So it's, <laughs> we will do that. I don't know. Hey. Uh, and then we have funny naming on all the other product. We have the Sesto Senso motorized focuser, the Echo environmental control. Echo is there you go. Okay, is an optional accessory for the Eagle. The Eagle has plugs also for uh, uh, power, power ports, also for dew heaters. Okay, yeah. so with the Eagle, you forget about uh, dew heater controllers. You have simply your dew heaters and you connect your dew heater direct directly to the Eagle. So you can remotely control also your dew heater. Okay, mm -hmm. so the next step was, okay, we have the control of the Eagle and we want to automate the power. Right. Because maybe the environmental condition changes during the night and we need sometimes more power, sometimes less power. And people can't stay simply uh, awake and look at what they want to do. They don't know even because they, you can't measure the area uh, humidity with your hand. So it's, uh, it's th that this is what. So right. we developed this, that is ECHO means Environmental Computerized Controller. But echo means also there you go in, in Italy because it works without you to do nothing at all. Mm -hmm. You just plug into the eagle, it takes control, it calculates the dew point, wow. and it takes control of the dew ports, of the, the, the dew heater ports in the eagle, and uh, essentially controls the power automatically. So the telescope is not heated too much, okay? Mm -hmm. And you have not too much power consumption. And you have no problem with your optics because if you hit too much your optics, you can get in trouble. Right. Okay. Yeah. You can reduce content or 
Yeah, you have create problems. a bigger problem than the one you're solving. Yep, there right. you go. Yeah. So th that was the echo. And this is called Exato. Exato is an all-in-one microfocuser specifically designed for astrophotography. Exato in Italian means uh, uh, precise, exact. Okay. Okay, that's okay. Exato. Sure. And, uh, uh, and it, it's called this way because it has a precision. is 0.04 microns per step. Wow. Okay, so it's very Exato. Yeah. Okay. It is very Exato. Very Exato. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, we are doing this in order to uh, uh, to allow more people going remotely. You can have an Exato focuser in any telescope with proper adapter that we machine. Okay, so whatever the telescope you own, you can have your adapter connect your Exato. Okay, and you have a remotely controlled focuser that is per technologically perfect, very good with very high. Um, performances, specifications, but affordable in price. Right. That's the goal. Yeah. Always affordable to have something really beautiful to see, very good to use, that gives you an improvement of your telescope, but always affordable. And this uses a, uh, the Asato uses a USB-C port, it looks like, right? It has a USB-C to any USB port. Oh, okay. So well, you can connect. A, it has a USB-C because it's a very reliable port. Right. And it's that's, a very strong, okay, that's what, what we need in order to, to go in the field mm -hmm. and be sure that it works. Okay, that's the first thing. But you connect it to any USB uh, port. And it was also a Wi-Fi connection. So many people asked us, "Oh, really? Can I have, <laughs> yeah? Can I have a, an handpad on that?" And we say, "Okay, I don't want to make an handpad. I think in, an handpad is an old technology for this type of device. I want to do something more." So, what we did is, you when you connect Exato, it starts its own Wi-Fi. You with, you take your smartphone, you join your Wi-Fi, and you have a virtual handpad. Mm -hmm. So you can change it, can, it it's, it's like the magic of any smartphone. I mean, right. but you have the slider that allow you to move your Exato without a computer. Right. So that's this is great with uh, for visual people. Even mm -hmm. you can save the position of the focuser where you have the focus for all your different typepieces. I just press position one, position two, position three. So it's very easy. So it's designed for astrophotographer, but also great for visual people. It's very innovative. Thank you. Very innovative. Yeah, we have to amazing. Be. I'm looking at it. The, the app is pretty <laughs> Don't cool. They, their products look good, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's got, you can see the temperature as well as the motor temperature, and you got three yeah, presets of course. Uh, of course. that you can set for the night. And I just think, that, you know, maybe different eyepieces for whatever reason or for a different camera. Yep. And yep. Um, yeah, so that's just amazing looking. I didn't know it had its own Wi-Fi. That's awesome. Oh, that, well, that, that's a brand new product. The story is that we finished machining and assembly last Friday. And I said to oh, all that my is guys new. in the company, I said, <laughs> yeah. hey, Gary, you have to move. I have to take the flight and I have to go to U.S. and show right. this great product. So yeah, <laughs> please we, hurry. We just saw you at Neef, right? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, we were out there. And um, I guess you and I, we met, what, three years ago? Probably yeah. For the first yeah, time? Yeah, three years at ago. At the old building. The, the yeah, old yeah, yeah. We, we, uh, yeah. And um, yeah, and then it's usually like once a year that we get to see each other. You're all over the world and then I'm always on the run as well we are very busy but, um, people even at uh even in neef you know i probably came by three times just to say hi and you two were so busy 
I mean, you had you had customers <laughs> everywhere, but I think this is the reason. These are innovative products. Yeah. And um, you know, Tony and I were just kind of all over the place with the this podcast, actually talking to people about yeah. it. And um, but I think it's great that you're getting that kind of response to this. Yeah, for us it's very important. I mean, having a a direct relations for with the users mm -hmm. it's very very important we are pushing this product at the edge of technology for astrophotography right. and it's very important to have any type of feedback we work we are astrophotographers so essentially yeah. when we develop our product we we think about okay i would like to do this thing i miss this thing in the market and i would like to have this particular product yep makes and sense that's that's how we develop things but having a direct contact with the people that really use and feel the product is is important is really important we can't simply develop a product that is perfect by the day one sure so it's it's because you develop yourself it's your baby and yeah. you always see that you say okay it's, this is <laughs> the greatest focuser in the world right of course it's my baby mm -hmm. but you need to have customers and people that say okay this is great and this is for me the best thing i mm -hmm. see when they see okay oh oh you are the funny guy in the video oh i saw you <laughs> I, oh, I use your product and right. it's great yeah this is all perfect the Neve was just like that. Yes, so, yes. So you, so you liked Neve. you had a good time yeah 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 i um i was so I was watching the 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 my 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 watch at eight thirty in the a.m. and the next time I watched it was four thirty p.m. It flies by. So really talking with a lot of people, very very busy. So mm -hmm. very good. Yeah, now, I really now, enjoy. Your website says that the Asato will be available starting in June twenty nineteen. Uh, is is yes. that still true? Okay. Yes. And, and Dustin, yes. because I'm looking at their website, a lot of the prices are in euro. Uh, uh, OPT is going to be selling all this stuff too, right? Yes, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, so, okay, just wanted to make sure. And those exciting. prices will be in, in U.S. dollars. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, they, they, we just changed the, 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 the currency, and mm -hmm. it's the same. And we will have also the, uh, the three inches model available, uh, most probably also in June. Okay. So we are already doing also a, a three inches model that right. fits better for your uh, bigger Ricci Cortienz telescope. Well, you example. have one here today, right? Don't yeah, have we have we have two. We, no, it's these are the two inches. Model. Okay, so you're training the staff today with yeah. the two inch model. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw them in there playing with it, and everybody's just fascinated yeah. by this these products. But um, very cool, man. This is this is good stuff, and it's, Thank you. it really is extremely innovative. And the idea that you can, if you can eliminate something, you should, it makes perfect sense, whether it's cables yep. or a hand controller or whatever it is. It's like the more you eliminate- one less wire. <laughs> yeah, yep. one less thing you have to worry about not bringing with you or forgetting or it going bad and causing you to go halfway up the Alps and then, yep. you know, not being able yep. to do a night of imaging. Yeah, that's exactly the philosophy behind everything that we do. We want to allow people buy any type of telescope and then take the most of it by using our stuff. Mm -hmm. And you can simply uh, include the focuser, the eagle, and other things that I can disclosure here, but 
we are having fun time developing more funny stuff over there. So it's <laughs> so when you when you come to the states, do you miss the food back home? Yeah, I think you have the best food in the world. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I say yes. Maybe French people say no. We we have no. the best food in the world. No, no, no. I think I think Italy has it right. Yeah, and uh, Italian wine as well. I think Italian Italian wine. wine uh, well, I miss my pasta. Yeah, but it's it's another way of yeah. You see, it's but and then home is home. Mm -hmm. So I miss my family. I travel a lot, really yeah. worldwide. So I miss my food. I miss my family. But this this is the world. I mean, it's yeah. a whole world of possibilities. So sure. there is someone that has to go to the world, and I am in right. the company. <laughs> yeah. Anytime we start talking about wine, I mean, wine that's... or grappa. Do you know grappa? What, what is grappa? I don't know. Oh, it's uh, I, I don't know if it's translated with grape, but I don't think so. It's very powerful alcohol that we no. m m we do in our part of Italy. I really don't know the English word, but if an, an Italian man invites you to drink a lot of grappa, take care of yourself. Okay. <laughs> Be yeah. warned. Yeah. Don't, don't drive. It's, it's don't serious, drive. Huh? For sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. when I was in uh, I was in Rome and then Venice for a bit, and uh, we tried a lot of wines, but they had uh, two yeah. that were memorable. So Tignanello, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, and uh, Sassacaya. Both oh. of those were just phenomenal. We have a wine. lot of wines. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a matter of cultural... Uh, even a cultural identity. I don't know, but we For have sure. a very, very strong history on that. So it's especially through uh, through uh, Tuscany. It's yeah. like it's the heart of Tuscany is the wine. Tuscany, also my region. Really? Yeah. Really? That far north? Yeah. And you know, a funny thing is that I was the only, well, when I was studying geology, the geologists are well known to drink a lot of wine, especially red wine. But since then, I was, I really had trouble with alcohol. I didn't like that. I had some, I don't know what, but now I, I like to drink some grappa. <laughs> so now you drink not, the grappa. Yeah, it's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but since then, I was, I was, so I was the only one that really drove people back at home. Oh, man. All, the entire university with me, my car, <laughs> with more travels. Did you bring I'm, any grappa today? Uh, no, Let's I'm dig sorry. Into this. Okay. Right. <laughs> I want to see what grappa is. I've never heard of this. Yeah, I need to try that too. <laughs> Take care. Take yeah, care. Just be careful. I had a I had a very dear friend, or I still have. He's still a very dear friend uh, named Roberto. He was from Florence, and his thing was bread. He had a strain of yeast that was in his family. He took bread very, very seriously, and yeah. he could not eat the bread here. It was just, it was just unpalatable. He could not even put it in his mouth. Just here. upsetting. Yeah, it was just. But he, <laughs> yes. but his bread wasn't. I mean, I'll tell you, it was very, very good. But he had a strain of yeast that's been in his family for apparently generations, and he, they take very good care of it. And uh, so he was his. The Italians know food and wine like no other people. Oh, you know, it's amazing. It's the best yeah. food in the world. Yeah. It really is. It's the best food in the world. I love it. It's and that's the problem the when when I travel. Because when I travel, I, I really miss my food, and I can't I can't simply go to an Italian restaurant right. here. But any in yeah. everywhere, it's no way. So you so, didn't you didn't think the dollar hot dog or the dollar sliced pizza uh, in New York was no equal? not 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 the same thing really. <laughs> well, close, that's true. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but I like taste uh, all the other all the other food all around the world. So I'm right. Don't worry, I have a big. Uh, 
stomach in front of me. Okay. So <laughs> you can't see me, but I am. And so, <laughs> so I know how to survive in, in when there is a crisis or something like that. I know how to survive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I so I eat uh, vegetarian ninety five percent of the time. I don't. Ooh. I don't eat meat, but. Um, you know, when we were in New York, I had to break that rule because I had to try the dollar slice pizza and I had mm-hmm. to try the hot dog. Everybody's like, you got to have a New York hot dog. And, um, you know, I've heard that so many times. And even uh, we were there with the documentary director, Stephen Swancoat, and he's like, oh, man, these are the best hot dogs in the world. And honestly, Tony, they weren't lying. Yeah, those hot dogs were good. Hey, I know. I, know. I mean, it's, that's why I wanted hot one. Dogs I, can I, be. I told, <laughs> I told Stephen specifically, I need two things. I need a hot dog and I need a slice of pizza, and while I'm here, yeah, and uh, that's yeah. There's you. Won't, they're really good. Yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> as as far as good hot dogs can go, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, we yeah, it's not like Italian. That's way. not what you get no, in Italy. No, no. Well, we in the Neve. We had an Italian coffee machine. I saw that. Was that yours? Yeah, yeah. And we were, well, it's, you know, I, I made, I don't know how many coffees I made. but you a the lot, coffee. A lot. Yeah, yeah. We had oh. an Italian coffee oh, machine. Even, that's another thing. Italian coffee. That. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it was great. It, uh, I think three weeks ago, I called Illy Coffee. Yeah. Is a brand of Italian coffee. They are very close to my yeah, city. that's even. huge. Okay? That's huge there. So I called them and I said, hey. We are going to have the biggest and the most important trade show, astronomy trade show in the world. Mm-hmm. We want to bring the Italian way, the Italian technology, the Italian design, and I want to bring the Italian espresso over there. So give me a, a machine and I will do the espresso for all the astrophotographers that we need to keep awake during the night. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So they shipped me. So it was great. Yeah. I Very saw funny. everybody. So everybody was posting uh, pictures on Facebook and Instagram of them drinking Italian. Oh, there you Bobby, go. I figured you that was know you. where you seem like. The, yeah, <laughs> you seem like the guy that would do that all the way from Italy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I should have known, man. With red caps, everything was red. Of course, it the was. machine, the coffee machine was red. The caps were yeah. red. Everything was perfectly red. So you're better at that than me. Like I'm, I'm. I feel very proud of myself if I just remember to like wear clothes in general like like if i show up and i've got clothes on it doesn't matter if they match or it doesn't matter like if i remember to put shoes on i'm proud of myself. well we're, we're, we're <laughs> all know? grateful okay. that you remember to wear clothes that's for sure yeah well it's just uh it's not thank my you very much suit. it's not my strong suit you know back when i was personal training um i used to have clients that'd be like oh god you can't train me like you know, I'd be in gym shorts and then like slippers and they'd be like, you got to go home and change. Like, this is embarrassing to stand next to you, you know, but Hey, you know, I've grown a little bit, you know, now yeah. I've got the sweatpants yeah. and it works. And at, at Neve, man, I dressed up. I was in jeans. Yeah. I wore jeans. Yeah, he was, he was, was styling. Come on, man. It's incredible. I was, I was proud of myself, <laughs> you know? Okay. He was styling. Very good. <laughs> styling. Yeah. This guy's got everything matching, man. You see Filippo. This guy, oh, you can tell. Of he course. Just, I can imagine. He looks like he came straight from Milan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Milano, right? Milano, Milano. Milano. There you go. <laughs> Milano. <laughs> Okay. Well, well, yeah. so are, are you, are you in the country for much longer or are you heading back soon? Oh, I'm moving to the Bay area. Oh, you're moving uh, here. This night. Yeah. Yeah. This night I have to move to the Bay area and then I will fly back to Italy in two days. 
I have to make this big installation of the radio telescopes mm-hmm. in the next few weeks, so I will be quite busy. Yeah. Do you find yeah. that you're so when re- you back? In, oh. When are you back in the United States? Oh, we will be for sure for the AIC. Mm-hmm. I I'm hearing a lot of very good things about the Texas Star Party. Right. But it's going to be it's a big now. One. Yeah. I think so. Uh, and then I will be. Uh, I think I will be around June or July. Uh, I I have to be there to meet a, 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 the VLA people mm-hmm. that they have a spider radio telescope over there. We installed the radio telescope over yeah. there and I have to train them. I mean, I'm not training sure. the VLA radio astronomers. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. they, they have to train me. Mm-hmm. But there is some a professor in the university and they are uh, making this radio astronomy course Yep. With the radio telescope, and I have to to go there and train them and work with them. So you know, we've been uh, we've been looking at different cities. So we're doing um, telescopes on tour, where we're doing like you know, we just we had telescopes in Times Square. Yeah. So we're doing that in a big way in October, and this was just the proof of concept, kind of to show the city that um, for one, they didn't need to arrest me and Stephen Swancoat every yeah. time we go to New York, and <laughs> secondly, that nobody would get hurt, and yeah. lastly, to prove that. It could be done. Yeah. A lot of people doubted that you could shoot through that kind of light pollution and get an image, and this proved that you can. Yeah. And um, so now we are going to be doing this around the world in different cities. I'm headed to Sydney, Australia. We're doing it in um, San Francisco with Rogelio uh, Bernal oh, wow. Andreo, and then back to Times Square in October. But we've been considering Italy and whether it'd be better to go to Venice or Rome. You just need to avoid installing a, a telescope on a gondola. Right, you yeah, know, yeah, it's, yeah. it may be moving too fast and too far. I'm worried about the the weather in Venice. It seems so unpredictable. Uh yeah, it is. Well, uh, you know, it's uh, Italy is it's protected by the Alps in the north mm-hmm. part, and we have the sea all around of Italy. So it's 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 a good weather, but the problem is the humidity. Sure. So sometimes the humidity is so high that it seems like you are in the middle of the clouds mm-hmm. and there's nothing you can do. That you have to go in the mountains, you just pass the humidity level right? and the sky is beautiful over there. It's incredible. But if you are in the places like Venice that you may get a lot of humidity condition, yeah. If only there were a device that could measure that for me, the humidity mm-hmm. and... Um, you know, <laughs> don't let me think about something. Okay, we can do this. Mm, uh, yeah, what's the name of that? Don't tell Snoopy. Mm-hmm. Is that what's next? You're going to do Snoopy? No. Yeah, we, we will just pass that. No, I think I'll be disappointed if you do. I think you gotta, you gotta look. It was already set for you. This is fate. Right? <laughs> yeah. This is fate. You gotta do it now. Yeah. Okay, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> yeah. You may find in the next year catalog. Yeah. So after all these installations, and I mean, you have so many products going on, and um, you have representation here in the United States, yep. and uh, it, I mean, you're all over the world now. Yeah, actually, yes. So is that is that what's next? Are you going heavy in the direction of uh, amateur astrophotography, or are you staying more the direction of radio telescopes, or both? Or yeah, yeah, we're both, actually. Both. We are two companies in one, essentially. Mm-hmm. So we have one part of the companies that is developing um, instruments and products for radio astronomy. Sure. The other part of the company is developing product for mostly astrophotography. Right. I'm an astrophotographer by passion, so 
I, I am also I am the one that usually has the idea and then goes to the designer and said, hey, Omar, you have to design this for me. <laughs> so I give him the problem to mm-hmm. solve and he always get crazy because it's, oh, no, another time. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we can do that. Yes, of course. Why not? So what does it cost if somebody wants to get into, say, radio astronomy? Yeah. What are they looking at to get into that? Well, we have actually three packages. Mm-hmm. So you have to consider that every package comes with the antenna, the mount, the pier, the receiver, the software. Right. So it's not like buying a telescope. Sure. It's like buying a, an observatory. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have it all. Okay. And the, uh, the package starts at 20,000 mm-hmm. for the 2.3 meter, 30,000 for the 3 meter, and 60,000 for the 5 meter. I would have thought it would have been more expensive than that. That's for what, everything. Yeah, that's that. what usually people tells me. Yeah, I would have yeah. thought it would have been a lot more, especially for five meter. Oh, five meters is a huge machine. Yeah, that is. It's one ton. Yeah. And wow, yeah, it's, it's a ton. Yeah. Weighs two thousand yeah. pounds. Yeah. Wow. It's it's a big machine. It's beautiful. If you if you put yourself on the antenna, it will lift you up. Really? Yeah, because we developed all the in the mounts. The mount has to be weatherproof. The problem is that you yeah. can't have simply a dome that uh-huh. covers it. It's, it's there's no way to do that. It would cost too much. Okay, so we developed proper mounts, Altad's mounts, computerized. Okay, where you have essentially all the parts of the mount are completely weatherproof, so you can leave that outside. Okay, and you remotely control from your house, laboratory, universities, sure. whatever. Yeah, I guess there, there's no reason for it to be equatorial. Yeah, there is no. Right. For radio astronomy, for there radio, is no. Yeah. No, because in radio telescope, we ha- you, you have uh, two LNA systems that are your mm-hmm. detectors. It's like having a camera. Okay? Sure. And you can analyze the polarization of your waves. Okay, so there is really no reason to have an yeah, equatorial. You're not going to have one. any rotation. No, so, no, yeah, no, it's no. too. The, the resolution, the spatial resolution is right. low. Yeah. Okay. Fair. And that's why we developed the technology of the arrays mm-hmm. in order to increase the spatial resolution. So it's, this is what is going to happen. We, we, we will have very fun time with the radio telescope. And it works at a, at what? A specific frequency at a time, or do you have yeah. many channels that can that can be read? We have many channels. We have two different levels of power. The basic step is 1,024 channels in 50 megahertz of bandwidth. So you take the bandwidth that is centered at 1420 megahertz, and you record 25 megahertz less mm-hmm. and 25 megahertz more, okay? And that slide of the radio wave of the radio wave you divide into 1024 channels got it okay and this will allow you to essentially do two things the first is that you can see a radio interferences that is appears as a only one line on one channel because the interference is an artificial signal that is very precise it has only one channel usually so you can simply remove that mm-hmm. from your recording Sure. And the other thing that you can measure is the hydrogen line, as I show, I, I told right. you. And so these are completely weatherproof. Yeah. You can just leave it out in the yep. rain and it's fine. Don't worry. Heat, cold. Heat, cold, no problem. This is for the three meter and two point, and then the five meter. And then we have a smaller one that is great for people that want to, they are, maybe they are amateur astronomers. They mm-hmm. want to do something different. So sure. we developed 
a radio telescope using any equatorial mount ASCOM powered, so with an ASCOM driver, okay, mm-hmm. you can you need to have uh, 100 pounds payload capacity. Okay. So it's still a reasonable mount. In what size is that? Uh, this this for the 2.3 meters. Okay, 2.3. But you, you get that separately. the same receiver that you have in the big radio telescope, the sure. same basic technology. So you can use your mount is a radio telescope in daytime. And that would mount 20,000. 20,000. With the mount, with the mount. So see, if you already have, you reduce the price of the mount. So we are wow. talking something about 15,000. Right, sure. Wow, yeah. that's incredible. Yeah, this yeah. is really great. So this... We are trying to merge the our passion of astronomy passion mm-hmm. with something that is more science with the radio astronomy. But we still have, we are all astrophotographers. I mean, that's why we develop all the, uh, the Eagle, the Sesto Senso, the Echo, the Exato, all the products that allow you to make astrophotography more easily. Mm-hmm. So that's why we have, we are essentially, we have two, two catalogs even. One is the Prima Luce Lab catalog that is astrophotography. And the radio astronomy catalog is named Radio to Space. That is the name, the brand that we are developing for the radio telescopes. Right. If you go to your if you go to the website, you can see up top there it has you know, what do you want to see? Astronomy or do you want to see radio astronomy? Yeah. And when you click on radio there astronomy, you go. you go to uh com. So that's where there all this stuff go. is. Yeah. That's the Prima Luce Lab project. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really so it says also for satellite communication. Can can you do that with these as well? Yeah. So they have yep. so, they yeah, have high yeah. slew rates then? Yeah, yeah, of course. And we are developing a lot of new technologies in order to apply the radio telescope and track um, rockets and track satellites and and use the radio telescope not only as a radio astronomy product, but also as a ground station. And we presented this idea to the Spacecom in December. We went to Houston. There's the big NASA event mm-hmm, over mm-hmm. there. Right. And we presented that this idea. It was very well welcomed because it, it makes this type of things affordable in use, in price, whatever. And I wonder. So, it and it work. Would it work on the frequencies of, say, some of the uh, telemetry satellites that that are up there? Oh, they they change. Yeah, this that's. In fact, we have. You can see in the website there are the spider radio telescope that are for radio astronomy for fourteen twenty meters, uh-huh. and there are the intrepid. Uh, I forgot to tell you, intrepid. Yeah, that's is another, what I, that's what I was. It's another name of the lens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> intrepid is the radio telescope for satellite communication. Okay, so yeah. For a different frequency. So I'm just wondering, though, is it possible with these with the Intrepid? Uh, I, I mean, NASA operates the Deep Space Network, and they have you know the telemetry. Not, these may not be powerful enough to get any signal. I don't know, uh, but is it possible to maybe get into something like Tedris, where they you know it's basically NASA's space internet, where they use all of the yeah. the communication with the rovers and the communication with you know space telescopes and things like that exactly we made some calculation on that actually we are developing this project so it's still something the the, the radio astronomy product are working in the field there are there is people using that collecting data and making real radio astronomy the spider is is it is sorry the intrepid is something that we are developing right oh, now oh i see okay so uh so it's a brand new but based on our calculation we estimate that we can reach even the mars uh, uh, distance with the 5 meter so and f- with the f- with the 3 meter we can 
we could technically get data from any uh, probe that uh, you can send to the moon. That is why not. Do you realize what a game changer that is, Filippo? I mean, do you, do you, that is like amazing. That is oh, that well, is so it's... amazing to think about. Uh, the fact that you can get these data yourself, or possibly, uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's. Well, there is actually people that is send, sending small cubesat uh, in orbit uh, to make their own science. Well, I think we know. So, about what a couple, they yeah. will need is uh, how can you <laughs> get data from this type of? So, you could have also your personal radio telescope instead of trying to use other infrastructures in order to collect your data. Wow, I'm just sitting here thinking about the possibilities. That's that's really astonishing. Wow, that's really great. Yeah, you gotta yeah. love the innovation. Yeah, you know, no kidding. It's... I mean, these guys these guys are taking it to a different level for sure. Well, we we have to make that. There is no other choice. I mean, it's when we 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 talk, we develop all these new products. Again, it's uh, it's we try to. I, I try to say all to all my guys that we have to do that perfect. Mm-hmm. There is no compromise on. Uh, technologically level on quality on user interface we try to push ourselves to the limit mm-hmm. so maybe we can do th- that in the right way maybe right. sometimes we can fail that sometimes we try but the idea is we want to bring the latest astronomy technology to any person any person that does not to be a professional mm-hmm. So is that why you do the videos? I, I got to tell you, oh, the staff yeah. here loves your videos. <laughs> they love your videos. They're watching them all the time. Yeah. So it's, um, it looks like you way. have fun with that. Huh? I, it's a way to bring new th- these technologies and 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 say, okay, we 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 are having fun with that. It's not <laughs> astrophotography, especially. It's not uh, uh, a boring thing that strange people that look so take picture of the sky. And what they are doing there alone in in the mountain? Oh, what they are doing? Have I to be scared of going with them? Yeah. I don't know. It's, I don't know this guy. So, I'm not going out there with it. Yeah. <laughs> so we want we want to to offer something that is great, but is also fun to use, and that's why I really enjoy to make my videos. I really. <laughs> yeah. Well, just a quick question on this. Uh, you have, in addition to the Asato, you also have the another focuser, the Sesto Senso. Yeah. What? How is that different? The Sesto Senso. Oh, the Asato is a complete focuser. So it's a, a, a focuser with motor with computerized control. It's a, a, a built-in unit, uh, all in one unit. Okay. okay? The uh, the Sesto Senso is uh, the uh, the motorized con- um, focus. Um, sorry, how in English? Oh, that's uh, getting bad in my English. <laughs> uh, it's you. It's only the motor essential. Oh, I see. Okay? okay. So if you have a great focuser, that there are a lot in the market, very very well machined, very focuser. They are uh, very precise, and maybe you you want to motorize that. So like a feather touch focuser, there you go. Or something like that. Yeah. Oh, feather touch is wonderful. On. It's a wonderful focuser. Right, you absolutely. connect to the the, mot- the 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 Sesto Senso motor and you motorize that. Right. But if you have uh, not a great focuser, or think about all the um, telescopes that the big Cassegrain telescope, right. uh, they need a, a motorized focuser mm-hmm. on the bed, or this so that you can just lock the mirror 
and put a focus around your back go. and then you there don't you have go. mirror shift and there those you issues. Go. Yeah, there that you makes go. a lot of sense. It's great. I have a, an Edge HD actually. Mm -hmm. And last year I was telling Omar, hey, we missed the motorized focuser because I want to use the the, the reducer. I have the nine and a quarter model. The right. new, the, and I, 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 I was just receiving the new reducer. Yeah. And I said, what have I to use? I can't simply connect the Sesto sensor on the back of that because the internal focuser has too much backlash. Mm -hmm. So it's not good for astrophotography. I right. want to have a focuser that, that, that. So I, I went to Omar and I said, hey, Omar, just make a focuser for me. Thank you very much. That's all. I'm the CEO. I want, I want an Omar. How do I get an Omar? I want one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Next time I will bring Omar. I will yeah. put into a sweet case and he will be, will be with me. <laughs> yes, Omar, I need to I need you to go invent this for me. <laughs> all right. Well, ba That's based fine. on what Dustin says, you guys are hitting the every hitting everything out of the park as far as the quality and the customer satisfaction Absolutely. with these products. So well done. Well done. Well, we we hope so. I mean, th this is the goal. We can't be perfect, of course. Uh, anyone is perfect. But is I mean, is we, we want to really provide a, the feeling that you have a great instrument over there. Yeah. And it has to, be, to, to look wonderful. And you have to enjoy to use that. This is what. Well, I think that's the reason your booth at Neef. I didn't even get to say hi when we were there. Yeah. I think it I was think busy. in passing, I was just like, "Hey, Filippo, you, you missed the the, was the, the coffee also." Oh, I didn't get any. Coffee. Oh, you didn't no. bring it here. So I you have brought to, it to New York. Hey, bring here the coffee yeah. machine, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was busy there. I, I I walked past it several yeah. times, and there was just swamped all the time. So. Yeah. That's good, yeah. though. It's okay. That's, what, that's I mean, why you we go. Are here talking to people is... And that's why you yeah. needed coffee. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. a, a lot. A lot of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, next time, definitely. If you're going to bring the coffee machine 3,000 miles, might as well bring it six. Just of bring course. it out here, too. You know? Not a problem at all. Right. <laughs> next step, Hawaii, then Japan, and then on the other side. That's there okay. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> okay. Uh, anything else, guys? I don't know. You 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 know that I like to to talk. So you can st I can stay here if you like. <laughs> I have only a, a flight to take later today, but yeah. it's okay. Bring me something to drink. I have it here. <laughs> okay. Perfect. All right. Well, enjoy your time there at OPT. Those guys. Uh, the the place must be. I, all I hear are gloaming reports of the of the building there and the staff. I've met a couple, but well, I've met Ian and and Dustin, but. Uh, I've worked electronically with several others, so I look forward to actually going there someday. So enjoy your time there. Uh, I guess. Thank you very yeah, much. And I, I want to thank you for being on our podcast. Uh, our guest today was Filippo Bradaschia. He is from Prima. There you How go. did it. Uh, <laughs> did it at the end. <laughs> yeah. uh, he is the president and founder of Prima Luce. And he would, uh, and he's taken some time out from his travels to tell us all about his company. And you got to check out the website. And if you care anything about amateur astro or radio astronomy, folks, you definitely should check out their their radio astronomy uh, telescope. So I, I, I'm most, I'm just, I'm, I'm living on this website right now. So uh, thanks for introducing all of that to us. I also want to let you, our listeners know that we will soon be having our own website. It's, uh, it's spacejunkpodcast.com. It's being set up now, but we want to offer ways for you to interact with us some more and let us know what you think of the episodes, leave some comments, and maybe give us some ideas and suggestions for what you'd like to see uh, in upcoming podcasts. So take, take a look out for that. In the meantime, feel free to email me at hangouts at 
deepastronomy.com and I'll get those emails too. So please uh, reach out to us if you have any questions or, or ideas for future episodes. Okay, well, on behalf of Dustin Gibson of OPT Telescopes, I'm Tony Darnell from deepastronomy.space. I want to thank you all so much for listening. And as always, keep looking up. Space Junk was produced by OPT Telescopes in Carlsbad, California, in partnership with Deep Astronomy. Please send feedback and questions to spacejunk at deepastronomy.com.